Nice girls, not one with the defects and a pain drink grab so cool. You're listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I'm on the chill hustle hundo P, and I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> I don't either. I'm Stephanie, and I, I, I'm clearly blessed with a hollow leg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we don't need a guest this week, Robin. No. Because between the two of us, we are social media mavens. We really are. We're on the Twitter and the Facebook, and if we weren't, it would be very suspicious. Uh, well, you need Snapchat. <clears throat> you keep telling me to get Snapchat, but all I see is like well, pictures because- of people and stuff drawn on it, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd even do that. Well, you can do lots of stuff with it. You can you can be really creative with it. And Snapchat is where you're all uh, like used to. Twitter was where I would be like self indulgent, where I would mm-hmm. like <clears throat> share to me personal details or <laughs> whatever. And then I got to thinking nobody cares. <clears throat> and then I was following so many people, and so many people were following me. Mm-hmm. I would really censor and limit what I said. Yeah. Well, now on Snapchat, there's only a couple of people following me, so I feel free to just videotape myself going, you know, ranting about things, Uh or that's where I'm all self, about myself and taking selfies and doing that. Because until you have to, you know, when you have kids, you have to see what's going on. In, on the social medias. R- right, right. So where can people follow you on uh, Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know how to, I don't know how to share. I guess I'm Steph Smith 38. Okay. I don't know. So if you want the real Steph, <laughs> not just the fake yeah, exterior she throws on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see the glasses that I'm going to buy. Yeah. If you want to see <laughs> me complaining about traffic. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's kind of like a, um, uh, an extension of what happened uh, at the end of last week's episode. Last week's episode, we had our eye chat on iZombie with uh, Jen, and now you've got some new glasses. I, no, I don't have them yet, but I picked them out. I'm gonna get them tomorrow. Oh, oh, right, because they have to. Make- I got my eyes checked. Yeah, I gotta. Get, I got my eyes checked today, so they're dilated, so I can't see what I'm doing. Oh, you got the air blown. <laughs> you know, yeah, you really, they really shouldn't let you drive home from the eye doctor after <laughs> It's really dangerous. All right. I think we're going to, we've got about half our listeners have left already. So let's just I know. Okay, now get no into the eye zombie talk. stuff. Um, all right. Let's get into the news. Uh, well, the first bit of news is more of like a, a personal news thing. I'm so excited. I forgot to mention it last week and I wanted to definitely mention it. Um, I won a autographed script cover for uh, Abracadaver from uh, writer Patrick Schumacher on Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago. That's I, awesome. I, I still have to get it framed, but it's got the signatures of Rose, Raul, uh, Robert, Malcolm, and David. It's weird calling, wow. calling them by their, all by their first names. But, uh, you know, we're all friends. <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice collector's item. Yeah, yeah. I was really really excited. I mean, it would be better if I was actually in person getting the autograph from them, but uh, I can just imagine. You know, a few years from now, people forget, you know, that I probably never met all the uh, people from iZombie, and I can just be like, oh, yeah, I totally met them. Look, I got their autographs. (laughs) Well, hopefully they'll be at a con sometimes, and that would be awesome. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, our ratings, our our fun ratings. It's uh, we got a point five and one point forty three. So just still holding steady. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there was an article that came out from EW. Uh, kind of a big explanation piece. Uh, uh, I guess uh, they tracked Rob Thomas down and asked him why did Major abandon Minor on a bus instead of bringing him to his shelter. And <laughs> Rob Thomas said uh, Major didn't know if there was a tracker in the collar or under the skin. So you know they uh, he left the collar, but you know, he didn't know if there was anything that the dog was still carrying, you know, in its body. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he had to abandon him on the bus. I wasn't suspicious about that. Yeah, I thought that I thought it made sense to be kind of, uh, you know, under the radar. Yeah, yeah, and and they did. I mean, they did mention make sure to include that line from Clive. You know, that the dog had been found. I, I pointed that out when we discussed the episode. But I guess a lot of people missed it, and uh, you know, a tweet. They're worried started. about it. They think that Miner <laughs> is r- running riding, riding around the the CD on the bus. He's like a little starving. hobo dog. He's riding the rails. <laughs> Oh, he's going to be fine. I guess there was a, even actually a push in the writer's room, including co-executive producer Diane Ruggiero Wright, to shoot an extra scene where you see Minor in a happy home just, just being pet. <laughs> <laughs> she warned Rob that uh, the leaving Minor on a bus is going to bug people. And Rob Thomas thought it would be pretty silly to um, shoot a whole new scene <laughs> with Minor just to let people know that... Miners okay, you know, so they just gave yeah. Clive that line. But, um, minor spoilers in every sense of the word, minor. Uh, Rob did say that, uh, he says that this is not the last we'll hear of minor. So, uh, huh, okay, yeah, called it, called it. Okay, and the last bit of news here is something that uh, I just found out within the last hour, so I'm still organizing my thoughts and trying to figure it out. Um, Folks, we've got another hiatus to get through. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. I thought we were going to be straight through to the end. I know. Dan Etheridge did did tweet that out, that it was going to be straight through to the end, and... uh, I tweet. I actually uh, messaged him a little while ago, and he was just like, "TV shows have hiatuses, you know." <laughs> like, you know. Oh well, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that when Dan announced that on Twitter, uh, this is a uh, you know one of the producers of the show, Dan Atheridge, uh, folks. Uh, when he announced it on Twitter, I'm sure he he probably assumed that they were going to go straight on through uh, to the finale, but. Um, yeah, um, here's what we do know. Next week is going to be episode 13. There's 19 episodes in the season, okay? Next week is episode okay. 13, The Whopper. That's going to be, it's already announced it's airing on February 16th. Um, episode 14, Eternal Sunshine of the Caffeinated Mind, has already been announced that it's airing on February 23rd. And then the latest episode um, that's been announced is episode 15, He Blinded Me with Science. It, they didn't say when that was going to air just yet, but I assume since they've already released promotional photos, that it's probably going to air on March first, which is you know the, the the following week. So there's we so we now have sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen to get through. Um, and they the the final announcement that uh, brought all this on is uh, that uh, uh, I Zombie 
according to the press release, is going to conclude its sophomore season with back-to-back episodes on Tuesday, April 12th. Which means not only do we have a hiatus, but me and you are going to be working overtime that week. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So if you work out the math, folks, I know you probably got your iCals out um, or your Google calendars. Um, That means, you know, we have episode 15 maybe on March 1st, and then we have 16 and 17 airing somewhere between March 8th March 15th, March 22nd, March 29th, or April 5th, and then 18 and 19 is going to be on April 12th. So, yeah, the, we, I'm expecting probably a three-week hiatus sometime in March. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> How about that? All right. <laughs> See, I didn't dwell on the ratings because I knew I had an even worse news to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know, it's going to be. I think April twelfth is going to be a fun night. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have double a, like a like a feature length iZombie zombie movie to talk about. It's going to be great. But uh, yeah, we're going to yeah. probably have a few weeks off. <laughs> so let's get into the episode discussion. The episode this week is called "Physician Heal Thy Selfie," directed by Zetna Fuentes and written by um, writers we haven't heard from before. Uh, and I'm going to just completely uh, uh, destroy their names, and I do apologize. It's it's Basan Masood, I think Basan Masood, uh, and Talia Gonzalez. I'm pretty sure I have Talia Gonzalez right, but um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I was very impressed. Uh, just just you know, as a as a first time app from them, I didn't really look up to see if they had they had been doing anything before uh, being writers on the show. But um, you know, this is a this is a giant episode. I think it's heading into a even gianter episode next week. If you checked out the uh, previews, did you see the preview for next week? The the Whopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a lot of stuff is going to happen. Yeah. And so. Um, Funny thing is, it's kind of like you, you, you're thinking, "Wow, this it's going to be a huge episode." And then you look at the episode numbers, and you realize this week was episode twelve, and next week is going to be episode thirteen. They originally had just thirteen episodes for season two, so episode thirteen oh. is almost like it's going to be. A, it, it, it would have been the season finale. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so it's going to be. It'll probably be like a uh, sweeps weeks episode, like a big episode. Yeah, yeah. Although that's not sweeps week, right? So I don't know. It's I don't I don't know if sweeps week is still a thing. Is that like in March, mid March? I don't know. I thought it was in February. Oh well, I don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it like February and November? Oh, I didn't know. Or it used to be. That was back in the you know back in the day. Back in the day. Anyway. When Nielsen was a thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, now we have 19 episodes. So in iZombie terms, we're essentially getting a season and a half. So because <laughs> we had 13 first season and now we have 19 this season. That's six extra. All right. So I think I'm done with math for this week. Let's uh, <laughs> run into the. All right. So first, let's get into the case. Uh, head case. A triple homicide. What did you think about this? It was different because there were no brains for Liv to eat. Yeah. So she didn't have any, like, inside information on the case. Right. So she she had to use, like, detective skills. 
And I love when, um, you know, we can discover that Liv can do this kind of stuff. I think the other time I pointed it out was during Even Cowgirls uh, Get the Black and Blues. Uh, Liv is a smart cookie and uh, and is observant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and this is actually the first time we didn't even get a brain that was related uh, to the case. Um, the, the brain that we get is totally – it's just it wasn't a murder victim. It was an accident. So – and I think the only thing that uh, – only time we have uh, anything that's related to anything that has to do with this episode is the brain that she eats at the end. Yes. Where she uh, gets the flashes of the of Don E selling Lucky You. So um, so I like how Robbie says this is a no-brainer. And I loved how uh, – <laughs> I love how Liv was so hungry at heading down to that crime scene. She they, they do a close-up on her, and she's, like, licking her lips. Licking her lips. <laughs> that herself. was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, this turns out that these are the bodies of uh, M- Mr. Boss's henchmen, including his nephew, which is the one that was with the machete. These are the guys we saw last week um, that Drake fought off. So Yeah, and also that the outside of that building – Mm-hmm. That Drake was like he was like being a bouncer for he was being a standing guard. Yeah, that that was Stacy Boss's accounting office. Oh really? Oh oh yeah. Oh wow. That mm-hmm. I didn't even put that together. That was this, that was the same exterior, wasn't it? We saw Clive and Liv come out of Stacy Boss's office, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot of scarfs uh, during this episode. Apparently, it was freezing cold when they were shooting this one, so. They they did they did no extra scarfs this week. <laughs> um, so Clive actually has to hit up his CI um, Tanner, uh, who thinks Liv is a doll. <laughs> <laughs> who had bad bugs? What was up with that? I don't know. I was thinking he was just kind of uh, like a junkie. You know how they like scratch themselves or whatever. Oh, twitchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe bed bugs was a cover for. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I need a fix or whatever, yeah. Um, but it's from Tanner we learned that there's a new player in town. And, uh, yeah, more on that later. Um, uh, Peyton actually goes to uh, talk to D.A. Baracus at his house. And we see uh, spray-painted on his wall, it says, The system is rigged for the wealthy. Chaos reigns. So I love the fact that... Uh, you know, Stacy Boss is committing. You know, he's trying. Well, he tried to commit a murder and have it as uh, pretend to be this other big bad, quote unquote, that's going on in Seattle, the Chaos Killer, which is actually major. So I just thought that was really cool how we were, he was uh, trying to put the blame of at least you know a couple murders on on somebody else. So, um, but uh. Yeah, it turned out that uh, there the the case uh, it, it was kind of a complicated thing where the henchman went to kill Baracus, but first m- marked up his uh, house to make it look like the Chaos Killer, and then Baracus rips their heads off. And yeah, he gets rid of them. So he just yeah. knew that he wanted those brains. Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, by the way, uh, Rose tweeted that. Uh, 
when you get that shot of her from inside the fridge uh, looking at the hints, looking at the head, she said that was the first time that she saw those, and they they had the camera on. Basically, she said the reaction is real. Oh, so it was like a legitimate surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I think she was expecting there's going to be heads because she knew the script, but she mm-hmm. didn't know how you know gory was going to look. So. Mm-hmm. But this is cool. I love when Liv uh, gets to help out fellow zombies. Um, you know, she finds uh, Baracus, D.A. Baracus, in the, his crawl space and takes some brains and um, tells me Major wants to help out, but, you know, she says it's not safe for a non-zombie, which was interesting. But, you know, of course he follows her. And uh, the case is closed because apparently Baracus committed suicide off the Aurora Bridge. But um, we know better about that. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, so Major put knocked him out or shot him with the tranquilizer. He tranked him. Okay. Right. And he and he took a picture with the newspaper so they would know what date it was and he sent it sent it to Vonda Clark. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Vonda Clark. Von du Clark. Von Von du Clark. Okay. Not like Vonda Shepherd. Von Von <laughs> Von du Clark. Von and du so, Clark. And so he puts puts him in the Freezer of Doom. The 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 freezer that is bigger on the inside. Yes. <laughs> it's just like it, it has so much room. So roomy. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to kind of pan around and show like there's like tons of freezers and or or maybe yeah. like the the uh, the guy that's renting out the the storage uh, cabin to uh, uh, major coming up to him and being like, listen, I got a quite an electricity bill running up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on in there, but you got a lot of you got a lot of money to pay for this. But uh, yeah, and so then Major takes like his clothes and his suicide note mm-hmm. to the to the bridge and like makes just fakes his death. Yeah, no, okay. another mannequin, I, I assume. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know, um, but yeah, let's let's talk. Let's backtrack. Let's talk about uh, this brain, which was freaking amazing. <laughs> I loved this brain so much. Um. And it's the it's the brain of this girl named Madison, and I love how Robbie turns into a game show host when he's uh, introducing <laughs> the brain that he's going to supply if to live, and the fact that it's not a murder victim, so she won't have any scary visions. Yeah, but she hit she was hit by a bus because she was uh, on her phone yeah. while she was driving. Yeah. Oh no, I thought she stepped in front of a bus while looking at her phone. Oh, okay. Maybe so. I could have heard it, but. Wrong. Yeah, because that's, that's like a typical millennial. We think that young all young people are addicted to their phones. And yeah, well, you know they had constantly. they had the marina the marina captain's uh, son. He was sitting there on his phone the entire time. Um, and I, I love how you know throughout this episode there is all sorts of you know commentaries on uh, different things a social media obsessed uh, person would be obsessed with. Um, like unboxing, like because I don't get that. Oh I do not God. get unboxing. My wife and I burst out laughing when that happened because you know <laughs> my children, uh, <laughs> two year old and four year old, are just in love with the unboxing videos. It's all they want to watch, and I'm just Briefly. constantly like puzzled. Like, what are you getting out of this? And, 
like you're just sitting there watching a toy being unboxed. And I, I try to think about it. And it's like, I, I think I remember like when I was a kid, I would see like the new GI Joe playset in like a commercial or like a Hot Wheels mm-hmm. racetrack. And I'd be all excited. I'm like, oh man, I got to get that, you know, but it's gotten so bad where it's like, you know, here's, here's 20, 20 minutes of like this mom and her kid, like just unboxing a toy or, you know, unwrapping an Easter egg or something. But, um, yeah, according to Rose, she said she had to have Raul explain what unboxing videos are all about. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel the same way as Ravi, like 153 people. How, why? (laughs) Uh, but, oh man, I'm telling you just, you know, when, when they cut to her, like staring at the camera and being like, look what we got here from Morg Tech. And (laughs) she's uh, pulling stuff out of a box. It's just hilarious. All right. What other uh, social media things happened in this episode? I got uh, a list. Ha- hashtag everything. Hashtag everything. Hashtag brain food with the the food pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do people post pictures of their food? I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do too. I do it all the time. I guess sometimes I know, you maybe, look at it and you're like, oh, this is pretty. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I went through a phase. Yeah. Maybe these are all phases that I've went through. Yeah. But don't necessarily do it anymore. Um, there's uh, Peyton and Liv, uh, Liv make, making Peyton take a uh, a selfie with her. You know, and hashtag booty had me like what? <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Oh my gosh, Peyton! <laughs> you you like Peyton's booty? She looks great. <laughs> her figure. She's got a great figure. Yeah, yeah. I wish I looked like that. Uh, we find out that Clive, of all the secrets that he has, I guess uh, one of the ones that is uh, really counting against him is the fact that he's not on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And which, that makes sense. Be- well, you know, because of his age and I'm sure being a police officer. Right, right. They're, they, don't, they don't, you know, their persona. Yeah. They need to be secretive. Yep. Malcolm's on Facebook, but Clive is not. Ah, okay. Uh, Liv giving a one-star Yelp review to Bernie Subshack. <laughs> no <laughs> eye contact. What am I, a leper? <laughs> and uh, I, the final thing I have on my list of different social media things is uh, Drake reading off her tweets. Pumpkin spice latte. Yay. Stoplights. Boo. Wow. Seattle. Cloudy much? <laughs> Uh, so, um, that was fun. Um, and see, that makes me not want to ever tweet again. I know, because it sounds <laughs> just like things that we've tweeted before, you know? Yeah, so nobody cares. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I know. I, uh, I constantly, uh, share what I'm watching on Twitter all the time. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, well, I like this. I'm keeping almost like a log of things I'm watching. And, uh... And I and I'm just like, well, if people don't want to see that, they can just unfollow me. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I have. It's a compulsion to share what I'm watching. Like, yeah. If I, it's very rare that I'm watching something and I don't put it on Facebook or Twitter because I want to have a conversation about. Yeah. It. Yeah. But see, sometimes I feel like you're doing it wrong. Let's 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 talk. Okay. Me? Yeah. 
I have okay. I have an app. I'm not going to plug them on the show. Uh, well, I used to have an app, but it uh-huh. it became uh, def- defunct. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to the app that I had. It went away. So, in- so-, so instead, you just kind of write the movie or show's name down on your tweet and mm-hmm. just tweet it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes I'm like, are, does that mean you're watching it? Does that mean you... <laughs> okay, I will get the app. I will find out whatever app you have. I will get that, and that's what I'll do. Of course, you know, I, that that just means I'm like a social media snob, and uh, maybe I should just not uh, be telling... I shouldn't be telling people what they sh- how they should be using their social media. I don't know. But uh, I love how this episode can kind of bring out these conversations. There is all <laughs> sorts of social media. I mean, even even the whole thing where uh, Stacy Boss pulls out his watch, pulls out his phone, and is like talking about his calculator app. <laughs> you know, it was all completely interwoven throughout. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the next thing I have in my notes is Drake. And uh, the chapter title that he got was uh, Brain Trust, because, you know, do we trust Drake? I mean, what kind of person doesn't use Facebook or Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so he's not Stacy Boss's son, so no. he is Stacy Boss's henchman. Yes. And uh, so he... He's um he really loves his mom and he takes care of his mom. She called and he dropped what he was doing, which mm-hmm. was taking uh, Live out to eat to dinner, and so she wanted to go along because she likes him. Mm-hmm. She really likes him. Yeah, and yeah. so I mean, after the whole visit to the mom, I was like, oh boy, she's wow. she's really going to be falling for him because that's what girls yes. like, right? Bring 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 me home to your mom. That means things yeah. are serious. Right. At least that's what BuzzFeed teaches us, right? So. Oh my God! <laughs> you shouldn't learn life lessons from BuzzFeed. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's really sweet. That's really endearing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know that he take, looks after his mom. Do you know who that it's, actress is? I, I I tried. Was she was she Randy Quaid's wife in the uh, vacation movie? I don't know. That might. That sounds right. I was like, she looks so familiar, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, she's not listed on IMDb. Or at least the character's not listed on IMDb. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, somebody let us know. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly who I was. I was thinking it's uh, it, it looked like that's. I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. So, uh, mom's wondering what's wrong with Lib's skin. She's it's. <laughs> Demands to make her over, and uh, when she does, uh, Liv, uh, you know, she gets a picture, and Liv says, make sure to tag me. Oh, and she says to, uh, the mom says to, to touch her tongue to the roof of your mouth, to so you won't have a waddle. What? I'll have to. <laughs> really? I, I guess that's what she was saying, <laughs> because that is a problem with selfies. Oh. Because if you know you you have you get that double chin. Oh, a wa- oh, a waddle. Okay, yeah. I must have missed that. And maybe that's what she, maybe <laughs> she didn't say that, but that's what I thought she was talking about. Uh-huh. So I'll have to tr- I'll have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't I don't know. I guess that kind of pulls up. Everybody's doing it at home right now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean. Liv ends up doing some social media investigation on Drake, and we find out that uh, the scar that the actor actually really has 
um, is from um, his mom's boyfriend, Frank, who, you know, he beat up after uh, he came home and found his mom's eye swollen shut. And now Frank, well, he can't really walk or eat much. So that kind of sucks. But, uh, he had, you know, Frank had a knife and gave him a scar. So, yeah, Drake went to jail for almost uh, two years for that. And uh, that supposedly is the only thing he's ever done. But uh, I don't know. You know, Donnie shows up. He needs help with the uh, bodies at uh, Shady Plots. But I'm assuming Donnie just needs help, you know, hustling or dealing. Mm-hmm. So um, now we're back to do I trust him, you know, at the end of this episode. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I can trust Drake. I really I think I'm coming down pro Drake. You know, I think he's caught up in, you know, a bad situation. You know, first he was uh, a henchman for Mr. Boss, probably trying to make ends meet, especially after, you know, doing jail time. He probably is having a hard time getting hired places. So he hooks up and becomes, uh, I don't know, a dealer or whatever, getaway driver. <laughs> what do criminals do these days? Um, mm. and then so he's and he's being uh he's in between Blaine and Stacy Boss. He's being yeah. pulled, and because because Blaine you know knows that uh, he's he turned had him turned into a zombie, so Blaine now has control over him. You know, he has to get his brains from yeah Blaine, but he's trying to get the bl- the drug the dr- the brains from Liv. Right, right. So I wonder if he if Liv starts giving him brains. Like, I wonder if Drake can you know tells Liv like this is a situation I'm in. I I don't want to be working for Blaine. I want to get out of this. I just I need brains, and Liv starts giving him brains, and it has another ha ha moment with uh, Blaine because that's the only power that he has over him. Mm-hmm. And then Drake's going to get shot in the face. So, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the next thing I have li- written uh, is Peyton. Um, first, I have uh, our, that hilarious and awesome scene with uh, her and Blaine, and then when Liv comes in. And- oh, yeah. <sighs> Well, she leaves Blaine waiting for a long time outside. Yes. He says that he gets to know the, the secretary well. And she, when he comes in, she's making a, a spicy hot drink mm-hmm. because Liv comes in. So Blaine knows now that Peyton and Liv are friends. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what did Peyton tell Blaine? That he was uh, all he was to her was a terrible mistake. All you are is a mistake. Like oh. Do you think that hurt? Do you think he's actually... Uh- I mean, oh yeah, she she she's got that booty. So uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean she's just you know she's a sweet girl, and I don't know maybe uh, you know I, I yeah I think that I think that um, he was really sincere that it meant something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think part of it was him trying to you know pick up the pieces that uh, unfortunately his her- his arrest. Uh, uh, gave him. He was trying to tell her that he did nothing to do with these murders and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been one way of just trying to get her around to help him take down Stacy Boss's uh, empire. But it could have also been like, I still, you know, I hooked up with this girl and I like her. <laughs> I don't know. Right. As, as evil as Blaine is, there's moments where we're kind of rooting for him. We're kind of 
we he's showing you know some emotions. I mean that, that part with his father a few episodes ago, and his mm-hmm. grandfather. Um, yeah. So at the end, the can we go ahead and talk about the scene? Yeah, go ahead. At the funeral home yes. where Stacy Boss is like, I remember you. <laughs> you left without turning in a notice, mm-hmm. and Blaine looks legitimately scared to death. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, he's a quick talker. He was like, uh, uh, you know, I shivered in a dark room for weeks. You know, I, 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 I just gave it all up, you know, and tries to make it sound like, you know, he did, he's done with the he, utopia. Yeah, he's done. He's just being a good guy or whatever. And, and I think, uh, Mr. Boss, you know, believes him. He says, you've done good kid, you know, cause he started this new business, but he also suspects that he started his new business, perhaps with the uh, the money that those drugs and the from the boat utopium gave him. You know, mm-hmm. so now it's like you owe me eighty thousand dollars because you know who paid for this funeral home. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, I love the the Debussy. I love the the end of the scene where. Um, he does a little freak out while listening to Debussy, and uh, as as the music's swelling, he's doing these little controlled punches and kicks. So was that freak out? Was that like a oh, I'm so relieved because I was scared to death, and now Stacy Boss has left the room, or was that a celebratory? <laughs> it definitely um, wasn't celebratory. No, you don't think so? No, you don't think it was? I'm gonna get him. Uh, he's he's my bitch now. The- how is how is how is Mr. Boss's bitch? Because uh, because the uh, the district attorney is going to take him down. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's hope hopefully going to pull that together. But no, Stacy Boss came in, came into his funeral home like he was not expecting that at all. He comes down. Uh, you know, he believes him. I think about trying to make good or whatever. He's done with the business, but. He's still got to pay him $80,000. Like, he was ready to pay him, like, whatever, a couple grand that the drugs Five actually thousand. were worth. But now it's, uh-huh. like, interest or whatever. And now he definitely uh-huh. doesn't have $80,000. It was – it's really extortion. Yeah, yeah. So he's – now he's, like he's, – he's the secret new player in town. But he's also, like <laughs> – he's also now has to pay Stacey Boss. Like, he was in hiding and now he's found. So he can't mm-hmm. play all his games from the shadows anymore. So uh, the next move that Blaine does make is uh, we we have this uh, zombie reporter, um, and he tells him to uh, make up this headline where the the crime boss Stacy Boss is uh, uh, or had ordered a hit on the DA. So yeah, that was like his next move. So oh, so they published that. Yeah, yeah, that was in the paper. The mayor brought the paper to the office, to, to Peyton's office, because she was trying to resign. And it's like, listen, this thing is for real. You can't re- you can't resign anymore. So, but by the way, I love that uh, the scene, you know, the, we just talked about Blaine and Mr. Boss. The chapter title was Doe, a Deer in Headlights. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely was. He was shocked. <laughs> and that was uh, Bassan, Bassani... Uh, Masood's uh, mother came up with that title, by the way, oh. according to our tweets. Cute. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And that's uh, that the journalist. I know him from Glee. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in a lot of stuff. I, I saw that guy. Oh, yeah. I was like, 
I was like, oh, he's going to be somebody. And I'm assuming, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't the last we're going to see of him. Um, I didn't really IMDb much this week, so you'll have to forgive me. Okay. <laughs> he's that guy, you know? Uh, I I definitely, you know, we, we, we talked about the Peyton Liv Blaine scene um, a little bit, but I, I wrote down a couple things I loved, which was uh, Liv calling out what Blaine's Twitter, uh, Tinder bio would be. Humble guy, down for a hike, or murder, murder and chill. <laughs> uh, definitely into astronauts, homeless teens, or boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, uh, what, what was it when Peyton was telling Liv that he's the one that she hooked up with. Yeah. She said, oh, he swapped right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love how uh, Liv shuts down Team Z. <laughs> oh, no. Quit trying to make that a thing. Yeah. Quit, trying to make, quit trying to make Team Z happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, Fetch. Stop making that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Okay, we got to talk about uh, um, Major and Vaughn and. Oh wait, wait, no, before we get to that. Okay. Uh, Charles Cribarty, <laughs> hashtag Charles Cribarty. So I'm trying to make that a thing, Robin. Peyton and Robbie. <laughs> so. Oh, Peyton and Robbie. Yes. Okay. Okay, she cannot sleep on a couch for an extended <laughs> period of time. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Ro- Robbie is trying to cheer Peyton up. Even yeah, says, you know, he'll pick out all, all the marshmallows out of his cereal for her. Yeah. And, and he immediately notices that something's wrong. Yeah. So uh, they get into this uh, relationship where they're they're drinking every night. And I love that uh, Ravi calls out that he, she's like Marion from, Ra- from Raiders, you know, Karen Allen. Yeah. Which and, is a great uh, scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> And then they're playing a drinking game with Zombie High. <laughs> yes. And by the way, that scene is definitely from Method Head. They, they just reused that. Uh, yeah. Drink for every time you hear a scream. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she said if she turns to uh, one of the undead, she she would take Robbie too. So uh, we kind of, I, I think Robbie's had, I mean, Robbie's head definitely gets spun a bit from all the drinking and the hangovers. But I think, you know, by the end of this episode, he's, uh, he's back on the Peyton train again. He's, he's totally smitten for her. And, uh, it kind of hurts when she leaves and is being all like, you know, pat, pat on the back, buddy, buddy with him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I feel bad. I mean, Raul Coley, like they spent a moment on him uh, after she left, and you hear the car driving away, and he's he. You see his face go from like, "Huh, that sucks." Oh well. Oh not not oh well. That that sucks. Oh, and now I'm here alone. You know, it, mm-hmm. oh, I was like, I was so sad for Robbie. Yeah. What will happen next? Um. Yeah, I know exactly. So I think yeah, the last thing that I have on my notes here is talking about what we've been wanting to get to: Major and Max Rager, a lily white lie. <laughs> Wonder how long they've been waiting to use that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I had about this storyline was, I mean, is is Major has Major been spray painting places? Is this this doesn't seem like. 
I've, I don't remember this from any other episode, but according to the crime scene photos, uh, Angus's uh, home got spray painted like corporate pig, suffer for your sins. Yeah, I, I barely remember something like that. It, I remember, you think something happened like that? Uh, yeah, it, it was something because there was some line having to do with like one percenters. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, this is the social commentary part yeah, yeah, of the show. Yeah. Um, and just like you said, how uh, Stacy Boss got his phone out with his uh, calculator, <laughs> Vaughn is all worried about the trolls <laughs> who are, you know, giving yes. Max Rager a bad name on the internet. So, guess what? They actually tweeted out screenshots from this Twitter feed, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Shall I read some tweets? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. At TallyMG says, Turnoffs, one, biting fingernails, two, chewing with your mouth open, three, drinking gross-ass Max Rager. Uh. Um, let's see... What do you need all that energy for? You're just going to die alone, loser. Hashtag Max Ragers for dweebs. Oh. Uh, at Eliza Lee 13 says, Von DeClark sounds like a villain in a Karate Kid movie. I wish someone would kick him in the crotch. Hashtag Max on, Max off. <laughs> at Sarah Danielle 00 says, Club only serves Max Rager as a mixer. And I'm like, uh... No thanks. Bye, Felicia. Hashtag rather go home and not drink that. Uh, at Sambulo21 says, Max Rager takes, tastes like the ass of a turtle swimming in a dirty river. What's really funny about this is one of the screenshots that I got here was is actually um, Twitter um, Twitter handles of the writers. Like, they were in there as well. Um, Patch... Uh, Patrick Schumacher's uh, Twitter said, uh, Max Rager is mad gross. It tastes like watered down urine. I never tasted urine, but still, Max Lame. Hashtag Max, Max <laughs> Lame. Uh, Graham Norris, what the hell is a taurine anyway? Hashtag Max Rager's whack. Um, Kit Boss says, I like the shape of Max Rager cans. Makes my hand feel big, but it also makes another part of my body really small. Hashtag not so Max Rager. <laughs> And uh, Bob Dearden's uh, Twitter was the one that said, Von D. Clark, more like Von Douche Clark. <laughs> uh, Sloop John Beav, uh, he says, lives, he's the guy, um, he's uh, one of the writer uh, writer's assistants, John Bellina, who uh, comes up with so many of these punny chapter titles, by the way. Uh, he says, uh, live to the max, or at least until you have a stroke. Hashtag new slogan, hashtag rage your jitters. Justin Halpern says, adding super to your name doesn't make you cooler. Super poop is still poop. Hashtag, I'd buy super poop. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's so many of these. And it's, it's just hilarious. I, I should I should put these in our group. Um, okay, so Vaughn says that he's yes. going to send magazine subscriptions to these people. Mm-hmm. Like pranking them. Because they're trolls, and that's what trolls do to each other. They they send each other, they sign each other up for things. But oh, unfortunately, okay, that's a thing. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, when Major picks out Trickster One Hundred Seven, who complains that Max Rager might have been the reason why his dad died, 
Um, this magazine subscription comes with <laughs> a fatal accident on the road, on a highway or something. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. What did he say? That's that. That's tough. Or in his in a puddle of his own blood or something like that. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing reminded me of. Um, do you, did you ever see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Did I ever see what? Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. No. Uh-uh. At the end of that movie, um, they discovered that uh, there's a whole, um, uh, you know, uh, internet forum of different people just talking about how terrible they are. So they start going door to door and kicking their asses. <laughs> like they knock on this door and this teenager answers and is like, "Are you so and so thirteen? And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, and he just starts beating on him. Um, so this is a way for them to show that Vonda Clark will get you even if you're on the other side of the world. Yeah. Max Rager's everywhere, like Starbucks or the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vaughn has a new bodyguard, Janko. Okay, he's from the 100. Oh, yeah? Oh. I beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of I, 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 um, Major says uh, it was the night I zombie checked Barakas, and they said that they were very proud that they could get the show's title into a into a line of dialogue. I zombie checked. Oh, <laughs> I zombied. He zombied him. I. Well, he says I zombie checked Barakas. I zombie checked. I ah. zombie. Yeah. Cool. Um. We have Rita back again. Leanne Lapp is finally back in another episode. <laughs> and she's very much, uh, you know, why sweat all these trolls, you know? But uh, we get a uh, crazy, out of the ordinary, uh, she actually goes home for once. <laughs> back to her, her apartment. <laughs> so Rita says, or Gilda, she comes home and says, the rent check's on the table. I'll see you the next time. I need some clothes. Yeah, new, there's a new guy in my life. Yeah, but it's that it's that visit home is the reason why you know Vaughn finds out that uh, Baracus is a zombie because Liv, like the millennial she is, she's walking around blabbing on her earbuds, probably not thinking that her roommate's not home because uh, uh, not thinking that her roommate's home because she's never home. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so she brings that information back to Vaughn. So that's why they bring Major back in, mm-hmm. and they tell him that they know he's alive, and he said, oh, well, he's the only one that I skipped, because mm-hmm. he had a kid. He had a kid. Um, so, yeah, he said he kills a, he kills this uh, trickster 107, and he's like, I'm just going to keep killing um, these trolls until you take out Baracus. And then he says, he drops on top of that, he's like, you know, if you don't know where he is, you should ask Liv. Uh, it's like, oh boy. Um, so yeah, that's what happens. I mean, we get we get a major abducting Baracus and having him sign a suicide note. Takes a photo of him with the newspaper, and for some strange reason, there's no boots in the freezer. You don't wear shoes in that freezer. <laughs> Did you notice that? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, we're just lowering him into the freezer. Like, well, he's you got take a the pair boots. boots in his hand. Yeah, you take the boots and throw them off the. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, what is he going to kick in his sleep and cause scratches inside the freezer? You got to return these freezers or something? (laughs) Um, Anything else, really? I think we covered just about everything. Uh, 
the the I I do feel like after listening to Vaughn talk that I I need to see the Untouchables again because he, he does the Sean Connery line from there. Yeah. Or uh, okay the the guy who said he had bed bugs he, he was talking about the uh, Lucky You. Mm-hmm. He says it has uh it like it what did he say it was simple he said because the the stuff I'm slinging has more steps than Helen Keller in a corn maze. <laughs> So this lucky you is what? I think it's it's just a better form of utopian. I, I that's what I, I think it is. It's a, it's it's something better, less of a hangover. I don't know. I, I didn't quite uh, I didn't write down what he what he actually said, but uh, it seems like the new player is is up the utopian game to you know better. Maybe uh, Blaine has his own Heisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else? I think that's it. It was a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, it was great. Uh, it's uh, after seeing the preview for next week, I'm like, okay, so this is this was the big penultimate episode. I like the fact that our case, like, not only did Liv not get brains, but the case was a big part of the overarching uh, mystery yeah. as well. So that's cool. Do we have any um, feedback? We do. We have uh, voicemail and two emails, and I'm not sure what's going on on the Facebook, but um, I do have this voicemail from Josh from the iZombie Zombie podcast ready to go here. Here it is. And guest. Sorry, guest. <laughs> this is Josh from the One With Podcast. I want to give you guys a quick phone call and uh, not only say hello, I hope you guys are enjoying the season as much as we are, but I want to ask you to rank... The three bad guys from scariest to least scariest for you, and that would be um, Vaughn Duclark, uh, Mr. Boss, and Blaine, and, and kind of put them in order because we were talking our way through it, but I also wanted to follow that with the question about Mr. Boss, and it was the way he offered live food and was in Blaine's basement this week that made me wonder, do you think he already knows about zombies? Do you think, you know, like the same way that I pity the fool, D.A. Baracus... <laughs> Uh, like sort of gave away the fact that he was a zombie to live so easy that basically uh, Mr. Boss has kind of figured it out too. Anyway, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to think about the episode, and I can't wait for it to post, and uh, I'll be listening. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Thanks, Josh. It's good to hear from you. I I, I listen to the iZombie Zombie podcast every week, but I always have to wait till we're done with our podcast so I don't let any of their thoughts uh, influence us. Um, so his two questions, one I think can get out of the way really quick was the second question, which is does Stacy Boss know that uh, know about zombies, know it lives as a zombie? I don't think he does. What did he say when he offered her some food? He said it's nice to have a second chance at life. Yeah. What was he talking about? Well, you know, he saved her from being murdered in Cape Town. Oh, you know? okay. So he's saying that he she has a second chance in life because, you know, it it was interesting because I think it was meant to make you think that maybe he knows, but I think it's just simply because he saved her life, and you know, she should not hold back on having good things or delicious, yummy snacks or what? What was those those uh, Danishes or something? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, she could have been dead and not been able to have yummy danishes. And 
Yeah, I think he uh, runs into Blaine. Blaine is, I think that's an accident. He came there to uh, do a wake for his nephew. Is he didn't even pick? He didn't pick the place. His his, his uh, sister or brother picked the place um, for the nephew. And I, you know, I don't think um, I don't think he was uh, looking to bump into Blaine. I mean, if he if he did, that that's pretty genius. And I guess I wouldn't put it past him because he's a really smart guy. But I just, I'm, I'm thinking that he doesn't know. What do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, Josh. All right, we got to rank the three bad guys from least scary to most scary. So that would be Blaine, Vaughn. Who am I missing? Oh, Mr. Boss. Mr. Boss, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Stacy Boss is terrifying. Oh, yeah? I don't think Blaine's very scary. I think he's all... Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Vaughn is kind of crazy. because He's like egomaniacal crazy. Right. Yeah, that's true because I think both Blaine and Vaughn are more of the unbalanced kind of crazy. I mean, they're willing to snap. But Mr. Boss, he will set things up to put you in the ground for good. <laughs> like you know, he's he's like five moves ahead ahead of you. So, if you think that intelligence is more scary than um, somebody who's willing to just immediately turn on you and shoot you in the face, or someone that's going to you know turn into the Incredible Hulk <laughs> and beat the beat the snot out of you, um, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I guess. You know, ever since the the Max Rager thing got introduced, the 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 fact that he was drinking Supermax and what what it did to him, it, it kind of raised the scary factor on Vaughn quite a bit for me. Um, so I'd almost put like, say, ah oh, man, Mister Boss is more of a more of a uh, quietly scary. So is that scarier? <laughs> I don't know, Josh. You got us in kind of a quandary here. Just seeing everybody's uh, reaction to Stacy mm-hmm. Boss, he's scary. Yeah, hmm. I guess I, I guess I'm going to keep Stacy Boss as the least scary to me because I haven't seen him do anything super scary. Whereas, well, he did murder that woman in Cape Town. Mm, I don't know. How about they're all equally scary? Scary, Josh. <laughs> would you like that? Because anything could happen. Like, mm-hmm. it's so hard to... You don't know where the story's going to go. That's true. But at, the, at this very moment, though... I'm just going to say... Uh, uh, most scary is the least scary. Von Blaine, Stacy. I'm just going to go with my gut there. What do you think? Uh, that, that Vaughn is the scariest, then Blaine, then Stacy? Yeah. Oh, no. I think Stacy Boss is the scariest, then Vaughn, then Blaine. <laughs> We have seen more pathetic Blaine moments, but we've also seen him so easy to be super evil. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm just going to stick with it. Thanks, Josh, for, uh, I think the last time he uh, sent us a voicemail, he uh, blew our minds as well. So, just keep those coming. We appreciate that. Um, so, we have a couple more emails. Did you want to read one? Sure. Me, okay. I'm going to read Jen's, since I can okay. see now. Uh, oh, yes, true. <laughs> Hey, Team Z, Zed, 
because uh, she's from Canada. Uh, just a quick email to say worlds are colliding this week on iZombie. I'm really looking forward to more storylines coming together as we move into the final episodes of the season. Unboxing videos are strangely mesmerizing. <laughs> Poor Ravi. First, he loses Minor, and now Peyton has moved out, plus so many hangovers. Raise your hand if you had a caboodle case. Not me. I remember them. I didn't have one, but I know I know exactly what it was. Um, Liv is a good sport for doing the makeover. I was happy we got some uh, more background on Drake, even if Liv is still in the dark about what exactly he's doing with Stacey Boss. Yeah, I mean, I think that shows that um, just how much uh, Liv likes Drake, that she was willing to go to his mother's house and was willing to laugh off her his mom's insensitive comments about her looks and was game for the makeover. Like she really likes him. Yeah. Um, Oh, lots of great major stuff in this episode. That freezer must be getting awfully crowded. (laughs) (laughs) See, I assume there's, there's several freezers because sure. We saw like the three initial, uh, uh, quote unquote kills that major had in the freezer, like on top of each other. But now we've got the zombie hooker in there. And then we have, uh, Baracus in there and Angus in there is, Oh wait, Angus was one of the three. So there's, that would be five people in one freezer. I mean, come on. He's got to have a couple different freezers there, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully. Uh, also if the Vonda Clarks know about, Majors dumping the bodies. Do we think they also know about the freezer and are keeping that info uh, for another time? How closely is he being tailed? Mm, I I don't think Vaughn knows about the freezer. I mean, come on. He would really lose his mind if he knew anything about the freezer or Major dumping fake bodies. Yeah, because like you said, the only way that Vaughn knew about D.A. Baracus is because... Rita, Rita was overheard it. at home yeah. for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, a random eye fact: radiation cater- radiation cataracts are a real thing, but not from cell phone use. Also, I wonder what kind of preservative-free artificial tears are being used as stand-ins for the lucky you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in what I do, we have uh, medicines that kind of look like that. Also, that are in <laughs> containers like that. Looking forward to your thoughts, Jen. Oh, you didn't read her hashtag. Hashtag optometry nerd problems. (laughs) Winky face. (laughs) All right. We have one more piece of feedback here. and It's from Corey. Thanks for writing in, Corey. Um, He says, hi, guys. Just a few thoughts, questions. What was with the YouTube video that Von Duclark showed Major? I'm not sure if I zoned out there or just moved too fast. Yeah, that was uh, Trickster being... uh, uh, it basically, it's showing that uh, they were picking up a body off the street, and that was the that was the guy that um, uh, Major pointed out. Uh, he says, "I also have a question about the zombie rules in the early oh, episodes." No. Of- oh boy, here we go. <laughs> We just we just uh, we just spent twenty minutes trying to figure out who is the most scariest, Corey. What are you going to do to us? What are you doing to us here? Okay, in the early episodes of season one, wasn't Liv shot in the heart in one episode? Yeah, that was in the pilot, Corey. 
If she can survive being shot in the heart, which Ravi told her told her beats about 10 beats a minute, why do shots to the head kill them? I know it's the brain, but if their hearts beat, they must also be of some importance. Plus, Blaine put that one zombie in the freezer after shooting him in the head in season one just before unfreezing Julian. It's all so confusing. Yeah, that was a lot of... we have, a lot of theories going on what the rules were in season one, especially when it had to do with uh, the freezer. And, um, you know, I almost, I think we were th- talking in the first season, like, oh, so Blaine shoots them in the head to put them out of commission, then put, hangs them up in the freezer and then thaws them out later. But I think neither had anything to do with the other. I think if you shoot somebody in the head, it, they're dead. Mm-hmm. If you hang them in the freezer, they're incapacitated. So, um, yeah, Corey, I think just like any other zombie, if you shoot them in the head, they're, they're done with, but if you shoot them, shoot them in the heart and if there's, even though they're still slowly pumping, it's still, it doesn't kill them. I don't, don't you think stuff? <laughs> well, you know, on the walking dead, <laughs> mm-hmm. never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to, you know, like stab them in the head, which really, do you know how hard and how strong of a knife Mm-hmm. How strong you would have to be to penetrate a human skull. Yes, I do. I mean, your skull is pretty darn <laughs> hard. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to go through, like, the temple. Isn't that the thinnest? At least it feels that way when I Probably. rub my head uh, trying to figure out these questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's our that's our best ideas for you, Corey. Um. He finishes off saying, I also wanted to add that iZombie does air on TV in Canada, at least for me, because I get the CW via Chicago's WGN. However, I don't think it airs on any Canadian station, and since I'm outside of the USA, I can't stream from the CW website. And I don't know if it being available to screen... eh, I don't know of it being able to stream in Canada. By contrast, other CW shows such as The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, The Vampire Diaries, and Rain... All air on the Canadian station CTV and are able to stream on the CTV site. The 100 is like iZombie and does not air on the Canadian station that I'm aware of, but it's available on Canadian Netflix the day after it airs on the CW. Too bad iZombie isn't available the same way. Oh, wow. That'd be, that'd be awesome to catch up on new shows being aired the next day on Netflix. I think they used like way back in the day they did that with heroes. They like, did that. Out. They did that. Speaking of Rob Tom Thomas shows of uh, Party Down, but then oh, they really? like yeah, and then they just went to uh, putting it all out at one time. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So uh, yeah, that's sad to hear. I I think it has to do with. I mean, I'm hearing a lot about you know how different uh, CW shows are. You know, produced or whatever, and there are some CW shows that are produced by uh, CBS, and then there are some that are strictly um, CW shows, and that's the whole TV Grim Reapers uh, thing. Like, if if a CBS produced CW show is getting bad ratings, it'll still stay on the CW um, because it's produced by CBS. But if it's not, uh, it has more of a chance uh, being canceled. iZombie is one of those shows that's not produced by CBS. So, uh, whereas uh, you know other shows like uh, I don't know if the Flash or Arrow, they might be. I mean, they're going to have that Flash Supergirl um, tie-in in the future, and I think 
there'd have to be some sort of, I don't know. I can't figure it all out. Look it did, up on the web, folks. <laughs> did they not do that this week? Oh, is it this week? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, cool. So, yeah, I, I again, I think it's just a, a question of who owns what and, you know, which stations have rights to what production companies or distribution companies' uh, uh, shows. So, But if you're having any problems, just hit me up and I can... Help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it looks like there's a new player in town. (laughs) Uh, Corey says, keep up the good work, guys, and see you next week. Thanks, Corey. (laughs) Thank you, Corey. Um, There was no Facebook feedback, but I got to tell you, folks, go to the Facebook group. I just posted a crazy, uh, a promotional picture from an episode, uh, He Blinded Me With Science. That I won't mention on this podcast because it might be spoilery. I don't know. But there's a picture that we've been debating uh, what it's all about. So join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Podcast. It's a very and surprising picture. Yes, it is. Yeah. Join the group and uh, there you can debate and talk about different things in iZombie. And also you can leave feedback when I post... Uh, hilarious feedback threads and nobody responds to them. <laughs> I just had a lot of hashtags in it and people liked it. They just, come on, hashtag swipe right for Robin and stuff. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's it for feedback. Let's see what's on next time on iZombie. It's the episode The Whopper. Says Liv consumes pathological liar brain. Liv and Detective Babineau investigate the murder of Corey Big Fish Carp, who they learn got his nickname not because of his last name, but because of he was a well-known pathological liar. Ravi makes an unsettling discovery, and Blaine is reunited with someone from his past. Meanwhile, Major finds himself in a precarious situation. Michael Fields directed this episode, written by Rob Thomas. And I just want to let a little tease out to folks that are still listening to us after this amount of time. I am 95% sure that we're going to have a huge guest next week. And that's all I'm going to say. Right, Steph? I know. Uh, listen exactly. to me. Exactly listen what to Steph me. said. Exactly <laughs> what Steph said. I've never stuttered in my life. <laughs> you might hear a lot of it next week, folks. It's going to be very cringeworthy as you listen to us try to fumble our way through uh, a, an interview, if it happens. I'm 95% it's going to happen. sure it's going to happen. Very excited. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, Steph, if I ever got turned into a zombie, my first order of business would be to scratch you. No way am I doing that whole zombie thing without you. Uh, good night, Robin. I've got a 6 a.m. spin class in the morning. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Thank you for listening to our show. Obligatory contact information in 3, 2, 1... Go. You can follow me on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow me as well at L. Robinero. If you like what we do, check out our other podcast about the Joss Whedon show, Angel Redemption Cast. 
Find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. I also have a third podcast all about the Marvel Netflix television series, The Defenders Podcast. Find that at defenderspod.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash izombiepodcast. Join our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash izombiepodcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, izombiepodcast.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're out. Brand Appetit!